Welcome to Creative Place, the podcast for creative placemakers. I'm your host, Andrea Orlando. We interview Jeremy Moss, Executive Director of Valley Arts in Orange, New Jersey. He talks about the incredible variety of art programming that happens in the former warehouse turned art center in the Valley Arts District. He also tells the story of his career path, which began with fashion photography. So Jeremy, tell me a little bit about um, how you landed in New Jersey, how you came, you know, what made you decide to move to this area? Good question. Um, I think I didn't choose initially to come to New Jersey. I think um, I wanted to stay in Brooklyn. Um, Had two small children though and needed an outdoor space. And I was looking for diversity. Um, I come from Leicester in England, which is one of the most diverse cities in England. And um, I wanted to sort of replicate that to a degree for my children. So you live in Orange? Yes, I live in Orange. I actually live three stories above where I work. It's a long commute. Oh, I I wish my commute were (laughs) that short. I have to get onto the Garden State Parkway to get to my job in Union. Now, I understand that you uh, started as an artist. You are a photographer by training. Yes, my training was photography and graphic design. Um, I came here with um, my partner at the time, and she was a designer, and I had a remit to shoot the fashion shows at Bryant Park. Um, I was working for a UK magazine syndicate. You got an interesting photograph uh, of Naomi Campbell, didn't you? I did, and I know this is a Leo Vasquez favorite. Um, So I was shooting down in the, as they call it, the pit down the side of the runway. Um, And the Harper's Bazaar and the Vogue's from Italy, Germany, France, England were all at the end of the runway because they want the head-on shots. Um, I was shooting away, and it was Todd Oldham's last show ever he was going to do in the fashion world. Um, He had this great show, great backdrop, and on Naomi Campbell comes all resplendent in white on these ridiculously high shoes. And before she got to the main part of the runway, she fell over while I was snapping away, and I got all this wonderful um, collection of shots that showed her falling down crumpled in a heap, the tears, the getting back up, and then the running off stage. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever talk to her after that? She didn't talk to anybody after that. (laughs) (laughs) So that must have been uh, a boost for your career? It it was. Um, A lot of people who were there know the story, they know the shot. Um, But what it did bring into sharp focus was the fact that I did not own any of those shots Mm -hmm. because I had to sign them away to the art director for the magazine. Um, And that actually was a pivotal moment in my career because I started to think about doing more things for myself, going freelance, and then actually entering into the world of um, fine art photography. How was that? Was that a good decision? 
Yes, because ultimately it led me here because I started doing the juried art shows throughout the Northeast. I was doing like 14, 15 shows a year on the road um, and did very well at it and, you know, became a regular. Then I started asked to be judges at some of these shows as well. Um, and that, got, that brought me to the attention of Richard Bryant, who was the then executive director of Valley Arts and asked me if I would produce um, an art show part of the Hat City Street Festival. Um, and I said, yes, when is it? And then he said, in six weeks' time. And I laughed hysterically and said, you think I'm going to get 20 artists in six weeks? But I did, and that really started you know, my full-time engagement with Valley Arts. And now, um, you were telling me uh, earlier that Valley Arts is not the same organization as the Valley Arts District. Correct. Um, so, to rewind to the beginning, 2008, Hans formed Valley Arts as an artistic arm to their need for a creative partner for some of the monies they were going after with grants. And uh, they'd already got the... Valley Arts District up and running with the cities of Orange and West Orange and they called us Valley Arts um, and I think maybe the last three or four years we've actually worked really hard on getting the message out to people that the Valley Arts District is a physical space, Valley Arts is an organization and that we don't run the Valley Arts District I think that's an assumption they made because of the similarity in names. And we, you know, put out the message there that we are partners, collaborators, supporters of all the other organizations in the Valley Arts District. What types of uh, programming do you have here at Valley Arts? How long have you got? <laughs> um, we do a lot of we do a lot of programming. Um, I'll give you a quick synopsis. Uh, we run an after-school program with the 21st Century Grant in the Schools of Orange. Uh, we run a Makers and Movers entrepreneurial arm for creative entrepreneurs. We have um, vendors in our boutique. We have music programming in our gallery and in our cafe. We um, run a flea market twice a year with partners Valley Vintage and the Near Fellowship Baptist Church. And then we, on top of that, we have art shows, pop-up art shows, spoken word performances. One of my favorites, and I'm pretty passionate about this, is um, our summer camp. It's called Cirque Orange. Yes, the Cirque comes from Cirque du Soleil. And Orange is spelt O-R-A-N-J, which is the Dutch spelling, um, which is why a lot of these places are called Orange in America. Um, it's, I guess, from the Dutch Protestant movement. Um, so, Cirque Orange. Uh, I witnessed at a summer camp in Pennsylvania a circus program. And as I was watching it being performed, I came to the realization that the children of Orange would probably never get that experience. And I said to myself, why not? So six months later, we had a meeting and we were lucky enough to have a friend of Valley Arts who knew one of the founders of 
Big Apple Circus. So we brought him to the table, to the cafe. Once again, it's all about the cafe. We have the meetings there. And um, Dickie Ellis said, absolutely, I'd love to do this with the kids. And we got some really good circus instructors together. And we got funding via the 21st Century Community Schools Grant. And we ran a four-week circus camp intensive where they learned to juggle, stilt walk, balancing on barrels. Uh, they also painted masks, bunting. They also learned a song. They had comedy routines. And at the end of the four weeks, they put on this most fabulous, fabulous hour and a half long show that would just blow you away that these kids came from nothing to be able to do all these disciplines. And we've now since done the second year, which was even better than the first, as we iron out all the crinkles. And I'm um, looking forward to doing the third year. We do it at a school in Orange, the Rosa Parks School, which is in the center of Orange, which means a lot of people can get to it easily by walking or by public transport. And I think last year we had 45 children that completed the camp. Do the artists live in this area? Good question. Um, some do, some don't. Some want to be part of what's going on here but don't live here. Um, we will always welcome them but you know our focus is um, our local community first and foremost and that's one of the reasons why our gallery is called the Community Gallery because as I said to you earlier this is you know of the community for the community. How long have, has Valley Arts been um, operating here? Did you say four years? Yes, yeah, so in this current building, we've been here for four years. It was a building that was an old warehouse. Hans, who are the local um, community development corporation, they got monies to actually redevelop. They'd already owned buildings akin to this, so they actually made it a whole block with a courtyard of um, artist studios and work lift spaces. So in this one block, we have Valley Arts, we have Arts Unbounds, we have Yama Gallery, we have the Rectangle Gallery, all in one condensed space. Can you tell me a little bit about how that work live space works for the artists? How do they find it? How are they accepted? How does the landlord know that they're art or verify that they're artists? So there were two processes that Hans used to my knowledge. Um, when they were building this, these were specified work lift spaces by the state and by the county of Essex. So some are subsidized by the state, some are subsidized by the county. You have to go through a very rigorous process. The applications are always on the Hans website um, for any spaces like this that do come up. Um, they have a whole um, real estate listing they have on their website. So if an artist is interested, they come in to Valley Arts, for instance, and say, are there any spaces available? And then I would direct them to Hans. That's how it tends to happen. Has that had an effect on this area? Tremendously. Um, they... Hans used to have the Firehouse Gallery. There's eight units in there, which I think at least six of them are artists. Um, here at the Caddy Copeland Building, there are eight units, of which definitely six are artists. 
there's the new Hatsidi lofts that Hans renovated, and that was for anybody, but it's funny enough, it's attracted a tremendous amount of artists, and they've got galleries in, um, not galleries, they've got rental studios in the base that have all been taken up by artists. So it's definitely, there's becoming this um, critical mass of creative people moving into this area. Tell me about the artists who um, live in this area and use this space here. What type of art are they producing? Gosh, what type of art? Let me think. We have, um, and he actually hasn't used our spaceship. We have a really fabulous men's fashion designer who is in the powerhouse which is opposite um, a local restaurant called Libretti's. He's supremely talented. We will end up doing something with him, a fashion show or something one day, I'm sure. He's a very interesting person. We have um, wholesale G Clay Prints. They're based in the firehouse. Um, that is a great company. They do great vinyl, vinyl wall coverings. So we have a vinyl wall covering of this mural that we're doing at the moment. Um, and we wanted to put it out there for people to see, so we had a vinyl print done of it, and the quality is superb. She's very talented. We have um, a Haitian artist collective, which is housed above the Pink Cupcake, which is next to Luna Stage, which is a theater in the Valley Arts District. We have Arts Unbounds is a very interesting organization because they have a lot of artists with disabilities, which is very interesting. And then Valley Arts has lots of interesting people who live here in the Arts District. And we have some amazing vendors who, in our boutique who live in the Valley Arts District. Who, we, and it ranges from candle makers to jewelry makers to people who make confections. You know, across the way from um, our building, Garden State Kitchen just opened up, which is a for-profit um, kitchen incubator. So they have three professional kitchens in there, which you can rent for a minimum of four hours, or you can rent by the day, by the week. And, you know, this is really good for the creative food movement, that they can take their budding businesses out of their homes and into a commercial setting. That's fantastic. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how about performing artists? I imagine you have some performers as well. We do. And again, it's interesting, um, scratching the surface, who is round and about. Um, there was a drummer yesterday who was in our cafe, and he's worked with um, Nat Adderley and, you know, such people like that, really big names in the jazz world. And he's now here in a rental studio. Um, we have... Uh, music performances, we do second Saturdays here at Valley Arts, which when we have singer-songwriters come in. We have people every Saturday in December for our holiday shows um, coming in to perform in our cafe. We've had a rock band in our gallery. Um, Hat City Kitchen has, has a good music program, or did. Um, they're in a transition at the moment, I believe. So yes, there's always lots of performing art. We have a lot of African drummers in the area who are really good at doing their stuff. Um, so yes, there's lots of interesting people 
you just start talking to them. They come into the cafe. Oh, I'm from Ghana. I drum, you know, and off the conversation goes. That's fantastic. Yes, yeah, really I, good. Are they engaged in um, teaching as part of that? Is that part of what some of them do? Yes, we, we in our after-school program, we employ, I think, maybe 16 teachers to go into the schools. And it's, and it's very interesting. So we have boxing, um, which actually, what do they teach them there is movement. So you might go boxing, not creative, but actually to be able to use your feet, you've got to think in a certain way. So it's almost like dance. And then we have, we do do African drumming in the schools. Um, we have a fabulous wood artist at the moment who's doing um, mandalas with the kids on plates. We have fiber arts, drama arts, drawing, painting. Yeah, we, we do a lot of stuff with the youth. We also, um, last year for the first time, which is interesting, we went into the high school art club, sat with them, talked to them all, and at the end of the discussion we said, okay, how do you feel about having a show in a professional gallery? All their eyes went out on stalks. So we had our first Orange High School art students art show here in a professional gallery. And not only is it a good experience for the, the children, it sets them up to go to college applications saying they've been in a professional gallery. They've had their work curated. Some of them are lucky enough to say they've sold pieces. We sold four pieces from that show. And I have to say, when I gave those children the checks for their work being sold, and see the lights in their eyes, it was a truly beautiful thing. Oh, I could imagine. Have you kept in touch with some of them? Yes, and we follow them and we regularly in touch with their art teacher um, to see how they're getting on. Yeah, we're very, very keen to see where they go. And, and where have uh, some of them gone? Well, one young lady, she went to um, RISD, the Rhode Island School of Design which has a very interesting story because just up the road from our building, Valley Arts, um, is Seven Oaks and the Metcalfs live there and there's a Metcalf Park in the Valley Arts District and Mrs. Metcalf founded RISD. So it was lovely the fact that there was one stage where we gave this young lady um, another show by herself, a solo show, and she sold 13 pieces of that show. It was incredible. But RISD put that show at Valley Arts on their website as well. So it was like a serendipitous moment for us. Yeah. It was very cool. What kind of, and what kind of art did she produce? She was drawing, oh. figure, figurative for most of it. Beautiful stuff. I bought a piece. <laughs> <laughs> I was very taken by it. You've been listening to Creative Place, produced by the National Consortium for Creative Placemaking. If you like this or have suggestions for topics, please write and follow us at CP Communities. Bye for now.